Welcome to Focus 15, Episode 5. I want to share some thoughts with you today about your magic, specifically the math behind your magic. Whether it's your practice or my practice, the key to peak performance is how we manage our pipeline. We're going to focus primarily today on the math and elements related to efficiency, and I'll touch on a few key elements related to effectiveness. On our next Focus 15, we'll do a deeper dive into your effectiveness rate and how to optimize it. That discussion will mean more or be more useful to you after you've completed a pipeline analysis discussed during this call. If you want to understand how to get lift in your practice, invest some time to better understand the dynamics of your practice that cause results. Working harder solutions won't solve working smarter problems or vice versa. The numbers matter. And even though looking inward can feel like downtime, the results can be absolutely extraordinary. The revenue formula is a very simple formula. Three factors drive outcomes and therefore incomes. Those are the number of opportunities you surface which are right for you and your firm. So the number of right opportunities. The percentage of those right opportunities who say yes to you. And the revenue you generate with each opportunity or client. So the number of right times the percentage that say yes, which is your effectiveness rate, times the dollars per relationship. Those three factors determine your results. And some of my clients know their numbers, but I'd say most have more of a general sense of them. Do you know your numbers? It's difficult to execute an action plan to improve results if the baseline is a mystery. So schedule some focus time to work on gaining clarity about your numbers. I suggest you review your pipelines of the past 8 to 12 months. And when you look at the number of right opportunities that you surfaced, make note of the name. Over a period of time, let's say a year, calculate the percentage that say yes. And when you're going through this deep dive, make note of those that weren't then ready to say yes to you, as it may now very well be time to recycle those relationships. And then calculate the average amount of revenue generated from the yeses. You can then think of those numbers basically as dials, like thermostat dials that you have the ability to adjust. The goal here is to gain clarity about your numbers currently so that you can create a fact-based action plan for lift. You can improve the first one, the number of right, by looking at sources of opportunities that have been best for you. From what types of people do you achieve the highest percentage of success in getting to yes? Are you best at working with attorneys? And if they're attorneys, are they business attorneys or family law attorneys? Are you good with CPAs? Do you have certain clients who seem to be good sources of introductions, internal partners, etc.? Look at that because we want more of those type of people in our lives. For most of my clients, Lyft results from addressing the number of right opportunities. It's helpful, too, if you can understand the opportunities which were not right for you, that were inappropriate for you, and then make a determination about where they surfaced, why they surfaced, and what it was that caused them not to be a good fit for you. Fit matters. If you believe that there is not an appropriate fit between you and a new opportunity, the sooner that you make that determination, the more time you will have to allocate to opportunities which are the right fit for you. 
Focus on the concept that my job is to get people what they want from me and my firm or through me because I direct them to somebody that's a better fit for them or with my help in some way, which means I'll tell them where I would go if I was in their situation. So people get what they want from me, through me, or with my help. The second element then is the percentage of those people who say yes. That means that you've taken them from the inventory and talking phase through to active buyer and ultimately a decision reached. Take a look at what percentage of people move through there and what was it about those people and the conversations you had that made it more likely for them to want to do business with you than with somebody else? That's another dial that you can change. The third one is the amount of revenue that you generate. Now, I'm not talking about your fee schedule. I'm talking about how comprehensive your relationship is with clients. Are you able in time to get virtually every line of business that's available with a particular opportunity or client? And here's the magical math behind it. If next year you achieve a 5% increase in each of the three factors, so again, the number of right, the percentage that say yes, and the dollars per relationship. If you achieve a 5% increase in each of those three factors, you achieve a 16% performance gain. If you get to a 10% increase in each of those three factors, your performance goes up 33%. That's why we really need to know what the numbers are right now. Because if you know the numbers, you can move the numbers strategically, scientifically, and systematically. If you don't know your numbers, moving the dial substantially is really difficult. You go up, you go down, et cetera, et cetera. Without facts, how can we day after day trust that we're executing the right action plan with complete confidence? Further, how can you identify and gain access to the resources that you need? And the biggest cost for you in this whole process is going after inappropriate opportunities because you're not likely to get them and they exhaust your valuable talent and time, which means those things aren't available for those who are right for you. As you think about the numbers, identify the types of people you want to do business with and why. Think about who do you really connect with and why. I work with a number of advisors who have moved from 55 or 60% to 80% plus effectiveness rates. So 80% of the people they work with say yes to them because they aren't any longer chasing ones that are not going to say yes, and they are doing the things step-by-step step through the pipeline that cause people to develop a preference for them. I've said this before and I'll say it again, efficiency is the gateway to effectiveness. It is inefficient to spend time with the wrong people, and it is very efficient to invest your time with those that most resemble your best clients. These are the primary determinants of effectiveness. Effectiveness is measured by advancing the highest possible percentage of opportunities. And so here's the 10,000 foot view. And again, we'll do a deeper dive on our next Focus 15. 10,000 foot view of how we do it. And for the purposes of this discussion, I've identified six of the key elements. Number one is we start with earning endorsements. Having your network, including your best clients, assign confidence in you 
introduce and endorse you. Number two, and I know you hear this every time we talk, but preparation is differentiation. Never exempt yourself or a teammate from full preparation. Number three, asking the right questions well to surface attitudes and criteria to give us a clear picture of who matters, what matters, and what doesn't to potential clients is absolutely critical. Preparing a powerful hypothesis, something that describes my other successful clients and partners that I work with, people like you tell me that right now there are three things weighing on their minds. Might these be things weighing on your mind as well? Having that hypothesis prepared helps you to create a conversation that advances more quickly. The next one is real clarity around value articulation. Based on what we know about someone before we contact them, we guardedly make assumptions regarding how we might be helpful. During our interactions with them, we propose one or more value propositions, in other words, reason to consider us. And when we ask for the business, that is, we propose a course of action, we are completely clear about the value equation. And the value equation is the benefits versus cost of making a change in the client's mind. So we're fully prepared around the three elements of value, value assumption, value proposition, and value equation. The sixth element is in effectiveness is to sell the process. The underlying thought that we have is that we need to understand them, the client or the prospect, before we ask people to listen to us about making changes. So here's the process. We get complete clarity about the facts of their situation. We ask the client to articulate their goals, objectives, and concerns. We explain the process by which the team will compare their situation with their goals, factor in issues and challenges, and determine if there is indeed a gap. We will then return with what we believe to be the viable alternatives and options and the costs associated with each. And as you know, sometimes the biggest cost isn't the money. Based on the client's view and their criteria, we will make recommendations and explain our rationale, so our reasons why and how we believe we can deliver the value they deserve. We then work towards a decision that could involve a negotiation, not a concession, and could call for the use of one or more of the four competitive strategies, both of which we'll discuss on our next call. We then provide a detailed action plan that includes what is going to be done, by whom, when, why, et cetera, and we assure the client that we will do most of the work. And as our client, they discover that we exceed all expectations regarding future follow-up and follow-through. That's the process. Selling your process is infinitely more impactful than selling a service or a product. So let's return to efficiency for a moment. Whenever we fail to do what's on our calendar, we create an environment for future difficulties. Slumps usually happen because we're too busy with a pipeline that is full, and by the time we realize it, it's empty. If your pipeline is a priority, blue time, which is demand creation time, will be on your calendar first. 
nothing will push demand creation off your calendar. If you don't see blue time on your calendar every week, even when you've got more opportunities in your pipeline than you can imagine, you will have time in the future where you're not going to be faced with that problem. What you do with your time and who you decide to invest your time in is what you're doing with your talent. Time matters. Your calendar for this and every week is your action plan. It has to include blue time, time devoted, devoted to creating demand for you, your firm, your team. As a result, it will include green time, which is client time. For both blue and green time, there has to be preparation time, purple time, to optimize your return on investment. So let me recommend a course of action for you right now. I think you should put some focus time on your calendar to go back and review your pipelines and begin to ask yourself the questions about what happened and why, both positive and, and not so positive. I suggest that you take a look at your calendar for this week and ask yourself the following question. Does this calendar accurately reflect what I'm expecting to accomplish this week? If it does, start executing. If it doesn't, change it. On the 19th of September, you'll receive a Focus 15, which will provide you with the rest of the story regarding pipeline effectiveness. Until then, keep your pipeline full of facts. Keep it real. Know your numbers. Decide which dial or dials you're going to turn. Commit to using your calendar as your action plan. And execute consistently and well.